Welcome to Grapes of Passion. I'm Angelina. And I'm Penelope. Episode. Yay! I'm so excited. And nervous. And would you like to introduce our bottle of wine for the night? Absolutely. We are drinking from Aldi's, a very frugal yet classy place to shop, (laughs) Winking Owl, California Shiraz. This is my very first Shiraz. How do you think? I love it. Good. I think it's great. Good. Beer of wines. <laughs> I mean, everybody goes to the bar and drink beer because it's cheaper than getting yourself a mixed drink. Mm. And I love wine and I'm gluten intolerant, so <laughs> the wine is the way I go. We're going to learn so much about each other over this podcast. Oh my goodness, you are so correct. <laughs> I hope you're excited. <laughs> what um. is our first subject? Our first subject is based on our setting. Actually, we're here in my library with our little mascot, London, the Lavender Bunny. She lives here. And I wanted to talk about what books influenced our sexuality. Because for me, I'm a book lover. Me too. And there were a lot of books that I read at a younger age. Not super young, but probably younger than I should have that really taught me a lot about sex. Not necessarily the facts, but it did influence my sexuality. Do you have books that you feel influenced your sexuality? I read a lot of fantasy, and like you said, they're definitely not factual, (laughs) but I will tell you, they had a lot of witches and demons procreating. Or, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, humans and angels procreating. Oh, I see. My book choice, if I could just pick one, like, this defined my sexuality, is Anne Rice's Sleeping Beauty trilogy, which actually turned into, what is it when you add a fourth book? What is that called? A Quadrally? Quadrology? I don't know. I feel like this is hurting my brain. I'm I'm just going to say a... Four-part series. There we go. Okay. Eventually, so she wrote these books not under her own name, but as A.N. Rocalore, The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty, because she wrote the vampire series, Mm -hmm. Interview with the Vampire. In the Mayfair Witches. And she probably didn't want people, you know... Being like, oh, I love vampires. Let's just pick up this book. Because it is completely different. Uh... She lost her page, folks. (laughs) However, she does have a a list of reviews from people who has read the book. Both good and bad. I wanted to look up what other people thought about the Sleeping Beauty series. And... Bella Swan. I'm sure that's her real name. (laughs) I'm hoping not. (laughs) She agreed with me. She said, the first time I read this collection by Anne Rice was many, many years ago, and it absolutely blew me away. I loved how creative and imaginative the stories were, as well as unbelievably rough, raunchy, and sizzling hot. That's on my level. The other end of the spectrum comes from Mickey, who says, I love Anne Rice, but halfway into book one, I was tired of all the spanking. No, 
<laughs> there's how can you get tired of spanking i don't i don't understand that at all there's a lot of spanking in these books there is there is there's a lot of impaling too <laughs> yes i think uh my favorite scene we need to set the scene okay sleeping beauty you think okay princess falls asleep prince comes kisses her wakes her up what more could happen happily ever after not not walt disney series this is not the disney series in this series because in this universe things are different the prince finds sleeping beauty and wakes her up by having sex with her and then takes her back to his kingdom where all the princes and princesses are taught how to be sex slaves because STDs do not exist in this world. They don't. You know what else doesn't exist in this world that I always stayed with me? Brushing your teeth. They just nibbled on apples. <laughs> An apple a day will keep the doctor away, oh, but not your sex therapist. No. They're showing beauty around the castle, and in the great hall, they show beauty what's going on. And it says, to beauty's horror, several princesses were mounted on phalluses against the wall on which they worked themselves with wild contortions while the pages in attendance wielded merciless paddles. Phalluses. I love that word. I know you do. It's a great word. You can just picture. I mean, when you think of phallus, what comes to mind? Like it's thick, right? It's a big, thick phallus. It is hard. Hard. Yeah. You don't think small limb. No. Phallus is, phallus is impressive. Yes. That's what I like. It's, it's not just impressive, but it is definitely a word that you would use for confidence. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have never in my life heard a man refer to their penis as a phallus, though. But men don't read. They don't. <laughs> Generally speaking, I'm We're, telling you, if a man were to read these books, actually read them, he would bring a totally different mindset to the bedroom. Man, that's a challenge, I think. Men, read these books and tell us what you think. In fact... Just read one. Read the first one. The and men, you get back with us and tell us what you think. Please. I would love that. The men I asked about erotic literature, what book influenced your sexuality? I got pornography and Easy Rider magazine, which after Googling turns out it's a motorcycle magazine. Except for motorcycles usually have half naked women. Half naked women on motorcycles. The guys would say they're half clothed, <laughs> but they are half naked. I'm going to start using that. Are you a half glass full kind of person? No, I'm a half naked kind of person. I'm a real optimist. <laughs> Anyway, what happens with these phalluses? Let's find out. You see, each slave receives simple instructions. She is to work herself on the phallus until she achieves satisfaction. Only then will the paddling cease, no matter how sore she is. She soon learns to think of the paddle and pleasure as one and the same, and soon learns to achieve her pleasure in spite of the paddle, or on command, I should say. That's what you find in these books. And that is what led to my love of spanking. Women, 
Please don't, if you've never read these books, think that it's all about the subjection of women. It's not. No, because no. men get treated just as they're, erotically. Oh, yes. They men, do. Men, women, they're all being impaled. It's they are. Just, they're all. And they all have to learn to like it. They love it. They do. <laughs> well, this leads us to our questions for our listeners. What books influence your sexuality? Because ideally, we want to find out how did everyone come to get their sex education? You, uh, you read about it, you watched it, you experienced it, but how did you grow and learn? Why don't we know this early on? This is not what we're taught in sex education classes. We're not taught to please another person. We're not taught to talk about things. It's just very sterile. And if anybody has gone to any type of therapy because of a relationship issue, usually sex comes up as a big problem. Mm -hmm. But it is such a touchy subject. And it's hard. It's a really hard subject to talk about. So those are the things that we want to, we want to explore. And this is the whole purpose of this podcast. We want to talk more. We originally wanted to write a book. We did. Yes. About oral sex. Yes. How to. With lots of pictures. Lots of pictures and easy instructions. And washable. This book is interactive. I just imagine a woman for, because we want to have a couple books. One of them is going to be a woman. You know, she's on her back. Her partner has this book laid out next to her and is looking and then face between the legs looking. This book is going to get messy. Absolutely. We haven't gotten to the book yet. We decided to start with the podcast. I believe this will help us be able to help you. So please, 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 please give us your questions. This is an interactive podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's wine o'clock. I do too. So what are we eating with our wine? Oh, we have a great selection. We have Ghirardelli chocolate. We have Dove chocolate, Gouda cheese, cheddar cheese, apple slices, for brushing our teeth, of course. Yes, because we nibble on them ever so slowly. <laughs> Salami. I don't eat the meat anymore. The actual meat. The actual meat. The actual meat. The meat. The meat meat. Not the, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. <clears throat> vegetarian. And we have Kalmala olives for the salt. Mm. Because you always have to have sweet, savory, salty, and wine. Yeah, we want to know what goes best with it. The more I drink this wine, the more I feel like it's it's getting softer. It started out smoky, oaky, mm-hmm. smoky, oaky, <laughs> and now it's it's soft. Such a pretty color. It is very beautiful, and I guarantee you, you'll wear it well. <laughs> um. Let's see, it describes itself as dry, medium bodied, with subtle flavors of black cherry, blackberry, and a hint of spice. I don't know if I get any of that. We are rather new at wine tasting, (laughs) so if you are new, we 
would absolutely love your input. And if you're not new, be prepared because we are going to be using a lot of different terminology. terminologies. Yes. <laughs> We're going to learn wine tasting with you. I think it's important, though, if you don't know a lot about wine, to hear someone else who doesn't know a lot about wine describing it. Because I feel like you're going to be on the same level. You Absolutely. understand. Absolutely. Because when I hear full-bodied, medium-bodied, I don't know what that is until I actually taste them. And then you're like, well, that's thick. If you look on our website... <laughs> You'll see what we're going to be drinking with each podcast. Mm -hmm. And I encourage you to go out and get it, if you're able, and drink it along with us. Drink with us. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It will yeah. help us be able to, you know. Connect. Connect. Get intimate. Yes. Get personal. Oh, we're going to get personal. <laughs> we have only scratched the surface. Now, more questions. Because we want to know what you want to know. And we want to know what you think. For the men, are there guys out there who were interested in books that were not pornography? Did you read erotic literature? What shaped your sexuality? One of my exes, the Sears catalog, flip-flop pages, shaped his sexuality. Sears catalog? Sears catalog. Or was it Target? It was the flip-flop pages, though. Fetishes. Yes. Ooh. We will go there. Yes. Yeah. I cannot wait. <laughs> I would like to know why people had fetishes. I know, right? Where did they come from? We're going to do like a Freudian thing. Like somewhere in your childhood, you liked shoes and now you like toes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I honestly, I am so curious on this subject because I wouldn't say I have a fetish. Huh. I really, I, no, maybe. I don't know. I think by definition, though, a true fetish means you can't have satisfaction un unless you have that. So I think a lot of people might have interests that aren't necessarily fetishes. Right. Because you can, you can say, okay, well, I wish I could have this, but I'm okay if I don't. Desires, fantasies, Fantasies are definitely something yeah. I, I can relate with that. Fantasies. Have, yeah. Fetishes. I guess I don't have any fetishes. Mm. But I love hearing about them. I, I, this, this stuff is just Researching so them, juicy. talking about them. Yes. That's my fetish. Fetishes are my fetish. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> women. Did you, are there any women who were only interested in porn. Forget the words, pictures only. I want to know if this is just our experience, where it seems as if women are more interested in the erotic literature and men are interested in the pornography. Are we just sheltered? Are there women out there that are more interested? I'm not saying women aren't interested in pornography, but more interested in pornography than the written word. Right. I honestly, I want everybody to realize that when we say porn, it doesn't mean hardcore, overproduced, or yeah, production porn. It could even be soft porn. I you love softcore porn. Yeah, I mean, softcore porn is still it's what it is. It's porn. I don't 
really think you can describe hardcore porn as sexy. No. It's not. No. That's that's just like, um, let's get it done. It's very man. It is. It is. It's, it is. Let's. It okay. It's very masculine. It is yeah. very mechanical. Mechanical. That's a good word for it. It is. Yeah. Softcore porn has. I feel like for it to be softcore, besides having a, a filter and some cheesy music, it's got a plot. You well, yeah. know the characters. Yes. And you can you can feel relate. what they're feeling. You can yeah. relate. Hardcore, you can't relate to those people. No, not to mention it's like a really harsh blue light. <laughs> <laughs> We're that very critical of our Put form. that fluorescent right on there. <laughs> And the bigger the toy, the better. That is not always true, ladies. It is not always true. Oh, toys is going to be a fun subject. We will talk about that in an upcoming episode. Or episodes. Yes. There are so many. It might take up more. I think we will have to have a guest on to discuss toys. I agree. Why not? Yeah. We have a lot of ideas of who we want to have on here. and Things we want to talk about. Absolutely. And Are there anything you me? would like to hear us talk about? We want to know what you want to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. What don't you know that you want to know that we can help you out with? <laughs> that was a tongue twister. That was... <laughs> and I, I nailed it. <laughs> One more thing about our book discussion. Romance novels and older women. I want to know what is going on with that. When I was younger, my great-grandmother was always reading romance novels, and I didn't think anything of it. She's just reading. She's my great-grandmother. She quilts. She reads romance novels. No big deal. And then, as an adult, I worked in a bookstore, not an adult bookstore, and looked at romance novels and was shocked at what I saw. She was reading sex. Older women are still interested in sex. Why is that shocking to me? I don't know. I can completely concur with her. Angelina, my grandmother, when she passed away, left books in the house. And when we were going through the stuff, I'm like, whose books are these? I thought they were my aunt's. And <laughs> my aunt looked at me and she said, no, those were your grandmother's. And... I'm just looking at the covers and I'm like, this lady's boobs are out <laughs> and the guy's face is in between of them. And I looked at her, I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, that's why she had so many children. She loves sex. <laughs> and then it clicked. Even my grandmother told me repeatedly, when I wasn't pregnant, I would have my monthly friend, and that meant I could have fun. Oh my gosh. Why is it, what is wrong with our society that we are shocked that older women are interested in sex? I don't know, but I'm super glad that she enjoyed it because that's why I'm here. <laughs> Thank you for your love of sex, <laughs> grandmother. <laughs> Oh, this bottle's for you. Mm. <laughs> it's almost empty. Mm. <laughs> that means it was good. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Oh, is our time up already? I think our time is up. Oh, bummer. Well, this would be our goodbyes. Our Our first episode. Complete. It feels like it was so short. It was. Check us out on Patreon. Exclusive content. Extra episodes. Blooper reels. We have more fun. Yes. And... Also on Facebook, like us, like us, like us, and subscribe, Grapes of Passion. We can't wait to hear, see what you've answered, see what you've asked, so we can talk about more sex. (laughs) We'll make sure that we have the questions that we've vocalized here written down for you guys, just in case, you know, you need to be able to read it. I'm I'm a very um, analog person myself. And I think that's it for tonight. All right. We look forward to seeing you or hearing from you and speaking with you guys next week. Have a good night, everyone. Good night.